the latest Trust podcast. I'm sat in the garden of the Goddard Arms with Mr. Mr. Ben Wills. Hello. How are you, Ben? I'm not too bad, thanks. Pre-season's been all right so far, so I'm just sort of struggling on by the moment. Struggling, struggling on through? Just about. Um, it's slowed down a bit, so I should be right for now. Yeah, yeah. What do you get up to over the summer? I asked Sam this on the last podcast. Do you get a t- chance to sort of go away, or do you have to have content there? I've, I've been here so far. I'm due to go away in August, but so far I'm still in the office and just hoping, waiting for someone to announce anything. Yeah, yeah. So where are you going away? Uh, I'm due to go to Hungary for like a week-long music festival. So I'm Hungary? What is, yeah, yeah that's the, I wouldn't have guessed that of all places. Yeah, it's just, it's, I've been to the music festival like two years ago and I'm going again this year, so I'm looking forward to it a lot. That what festival good. is it? Um, Seager. I've, Seager I've, okay. I don't know how to pronounce it at all. But, okay, um, what kind of music? Um, it's, it's varied, but I think this year there's, there's Pink and there's the Chainsmokers, so it's, it's kind of like... Okay, sort of poppy slash yeah. indie yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay, much. nice. So we know, we know what... Um, Hungarian festivals are going on. We should probably get some football. So. Okay, so I'm probably just going to go through the squad, especially these these new signings anyway. Yeah. And can you give just give me a little bit of a lowdown on who they are? I'm, I, I don't really know who many of them are. Uh, well, the goalkeepers are all right. We've still got Lawrence. Yeah. Lawrence is still here. Yeah. Just just, about. Yeah. What, what's going on there? Is he? Is there still, still talk of him leaving? Or there's been nothing concrete actually. There's been nothing. People just sort of worried and panicked at the stage. But um, Flickoff seems pretty confident. They'll stay. So does Dean Fulton, the goalkeeping coach. I don't think there's any um, immediate danger of, of Lawrence. What? Why is that then? Is that because no one wants to stump up the? There's exorbitant amount of money that's been stated. There's, there's a hefty sell-on fee to Liverpool, so Power's really reluctant to let them go because whatever, right. whatever we'll make, a lot of it will go to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and we paid four hundred thousand. Oh right, right. That's what, that's what Allegedly, yes. right. Okay, that's what he's telling us anyway. Right, okay. Um, and similarly, Will's all right as well. Will's, Will's settled in his contract until next summer, so he's all right. Yeah, in the in the sort of as you say, unlikely event that Vigoru leaves, do we have a ready-made replacement there with Will Henry? In your opinion. Uh, I wouldn't do it yet, purely because this is what second year as a pro, and I think the aim is immediate promotion back to League Two. So I think it'd be a lot of pressure on Will. So if if, um, if we don't get promoted, a lot of that will go on Will, and I don't think it'd be fair to him. So if Lawrence does go, to, I don't think he will get a loan in for a year, and then hopefully Will will progress naturally. Right, right. Um, so let's move on to defenders now. We've made four defensive signings, I think. Uh, you yes. remember? Um, Perkis Lancashire. Robertson and Hussey? Robertson and Hussey, yes. Okay, okay. So, should we go to Chris Hussey first, on loan from Sheffield United? What do you know about him? Um, from what I'm told, he's, he's pretty much just uh, given the ball, he'll pump it into the box, and someone will head it on. And that's what I've seen so far in the pre season games. It's the tactic number one is get out to the left flank, Hussey will pump it in, and Norris or, or someone else will, will hopefully head it in. The, da- the danger is that I'll get figured out incredibly quickly, but um, it's working a lot. He's got a really good ping on him, so I like it a lot. Well, it looks like you've already worked it out, so it doesn't seem. No yeah. offence, but it doesn't yeah. sound that hard to yeah. sort of work out for teams that, it's, it's that a watch a couple of games. It's a fair comment. If I figure it out, then, uh, <laughs> then Carlisle should be enough to manage it. OK, then. So Chris Hussey, he's been covered. Um, Oli Lancashire. Oli Lancashire, um, he's been promoted out of League 2 and also got relegated from League 1, so he should be... OK. Who was he relegated out of League 1 with? Uh, he was relegated out of Walsall, I think. OK. Um, okay. Um, decent decent player? He, he seems to be but it's... This be a recurrent theme throughout this podcast, I'm sure, but it's hard to judge these players based on of course. Supermarine, Malkshin yeah. and, and um, Salisbury. But, of course. Okay. Um, from what I've seen, I, I like all of them so far. Yeah. Okay, Ben Perkis obviously is an older player um, and was relegated last season for Port Vale. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be an obvious choice. Um, 
But yeah, what, what can you tell us about him? He seems more the leadership quality that um, both Flickhoff and many fans, I'm sure, are after. That's sort of just not a particularly fashionable player, but hitting 30 leadership, just to get that back four solid, we hope. But um, I'm informed that he's incredibly slow, so he's, he's, uh, he could be quite vulnerable at right back. But again, from what I've seen so far, it's, it's decent enough. OK, um, and finally, Chris Robertson um, came from AFC Wimbledon. What can you tell us about him? Um, sort of similar to Lancashire. Again, he's been captain in, in pre-season a few times, so um, much the same with Perkis as well. He'll be the sort of captain material that we're kind of looking for. And I think it wouldn't, be, wouldn't surprise me at all if um, he is made actual skipper. Right. So, so sorry, who, who did you think was going to make? Uh, Chris Robertson. Chris Robertson. Okay. okay. And he has been skipper, as you say, in, in pre-season. Yeah, yeah. They've mixed about Goddard's had a bit of a go, but I think Chris, right, Chris okay. Robertson's one, I guess. And there wasn't talk of, well, there hasn't been Vigoroo, hasn't been in the armband. Vigoroo got a half. Flickoff's done a lot of things in like 45 minute bursts. Right. But um, Robertson's had Just to test them out. Yeah. As if you needed to yeah. test out a captain in 45 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all that everybody's getting at the moment. It's right. just that um, like, people are getting subbed off at half time and all sorts. So if you don't impress them in 45 minutes, then you're in trouble by the looks of it. Okay, okay. And I said this to Sam when I met with him in the last podcast. Sam, Sam, Sam Moore's head. Um, sorry, my mind's blown blank. Um, Tim Sherwood said in January, "What we need is experience." Why are they just doing it now? Um, I think the penny must have dropped by now. I think it's also mainly due to Flickcroft as well. I think obviously um, recruitment has been handed solely over to, to Flickcroft. So I think he's looked at the squad and gone, "This squad's far too weak. I need to sort players that I know and players that will sort this sort of mentality out." Sort of, he said that a lot. Just. There seems to be like a losing mentality around the place, and he wants to get rid of that. So, anything that was sort of wrong with last season's squad, get rid of that. And I'll, I'll do it in my get own. rid of that first. Yeah. Um, okay. So, any more centre back? Any sorry? Any more defenders? Do you think we need for the squad? Uh, could do another right back, probably because there's only one here anyway. Right. Um, there's, there's been one on trial. I quite like Jack Bainbridge as a trialist. Okay. But they've decided against him for whatever reason. Okay. Um, there's another trialist at right back now. Yes. We, we have not been told the name. But to be honest, I wasn't massively impressed by his. And he was on, yeah, he was on display last night at, for his, at Salisbury. His, his half against Salisbury wasn't wasn't amazing. Okay. Um, but okay. again, Flickoff will be judging based on training and not matches. So. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. On some midfielders. Um, so three signings have been made. Um, James Dunn from Cambridge. Uh, another. They're all 27 apparently. Um, <laughs> Armin Lingazi from Portsmouth and Donal uh, McDermott from. Uh, Rochdale, he's slightly more attacking. Yeah, I mean. uh, Dunn and Linganti are the sort of same mould, sort of ball winning midfielders, dominant midfield. Flickcroft, as you, as you said, four defenders, two defensive midfielders, it's sort of get the back four and uh, midfield sorted out, get our defensive solid, and then we'll build on forward with strikers and midfielders. Um, McDermott is your more attacking winger. Attacking winger? Yeah. Right. Um, he seemed pretty lively in the pre season games. Out of all the trialists and sort of new faces, he's probably been the the most impressive uh, of the lot and uh, along with Mullen the new striker OK, okay. Um, yeah so on to strikers you, you mentioned Mullen there Mullen he doesn't have the best record goal scoring record yeah um, but you, you, you seem to think he's he's got something he got a hat-trick against Supermarine okay. and um, one against Malkshoot I think so um, what kind of striker is he for people that don't know he, he seems to be he seems quite quick, but for, he's only about five foot seven. But he's quite good in the air for his for his right, height. Okay. So 
mentioned Hussey those crosses, yeah. Mullin will be the one on the end of that, and Luke Norris well, could benefit from, yeah, of from course, those crosses as well. Course. So. And a bit of confidence as well from yeah. Luke Norris. Um, I think we'll need some help there. I think he's wishing he's had Harry Smith on loan as well, so again, I think if you played more Harry Smith, traditional target man, and mulling off that, it should be quite successful, I would hope. And Harry Smith scored last night. What does, what does he look like? Um, Again, your typical League One, League Two, whack it out to the big man sort of fellow. He's, but he's got quite a good record. He scored quite a few many, quite a few goals for Millwall last season, didn't he? he, he in, he's, in got good, he's got a good non-league record, and he got a hat trick in the FA Cup against Braintree for Millwall right, last season. Okay. This will be his first sort of four seasons of pro. Right. So I think I need a bit of bedding in, but from what I've seen in my YouTube scouting, he's uh, he's actually quite uh, good for his feet for a big man. That, that's okay, I like the cliche. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so, from those, what kind of what kind of new signings do you think we need to make before the start of the season next month? I, th- I think mainly what they need is an outright goal scorer. He's got a good record behind him because, as you said, with Marlin, it's not that convincing. This will be Harry Smith's first year. Luke Norris wasn't great last year, so they need someone who can guarantee twenty goals essentially, and um, maybe a bit more pace up wing. Because, as mentioned earlier, Flickoff sort of built from the back, got that sorted. So now we need to move on and, and bring in the more offensive. Exciting players in. <laughs> okay, we're back. We are we are quite literally back in the Goddard Arms. Um, so, I haven't actually been able to see any preseason games. I've been away slash all the all the games have been away apart from one, which was behind closed doors, yeah. the Oldham game. Um, you have seen all three. I've seen the three that I've been allowed to see. You've yeah. been allowed to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just out of interest, what, why was that played behind closed doors? It was officially built as a training game. Um, right. I, I asked the club if they could allow press in. I got a swift no from that. So um, unfortunate and quite annoying. But I, yeah, because they had photographers. They had club photographers. Yeah. They didn't. They weren't allowed yourself and. and yeah. Even even the BBC here have obviously got a great relationship yeah, with the club one. Yeah. There, so quite quite officially a training game by the sounds of it. Right. But from the from the games you've seen so far, what is the style of play? What's the formation? Um, is it? Dare I say, uh, uh, a branching away from the inverted commas Swindon way. It, it is most definitely a, a branching away from the Swindon way. Um, it's it's very it's kind it's very League Two, should we put it that way? It's sort of um, so it's like just what we need. I think I think a lot of players last fans last season were just saying just get it forward. It's, it's what fans will like um, because obviously there's been a lot of sort of bad feeling towards sort of passing out from the back and all this sort of thing. And flick off this playing good football, but it is more. Get it forward to the big man, put crosses in, that's that sort of thing. So I think they take it to it quite well. Um, however, that you can't take much away from City Green, Melchior, Salisbury, and again that no one's ever seen against Oldham. Yeah. So um, yeah. I think Carlisle will be a really good indicator purely because it'd be actual opposition that we know we can face. Um, and what are the f- players that you've spoken to so far spoken about pre-season? Because the last season that we had in League 2 the Di Canio season they were put through the ringer in, in pre-season and they were so fit come the, come the start of that campaign what, is, what have they said so it far is, about it's, it's very much the same both from, both from Flickcroft and, and the players themselves it's sort of work, work, work is the mentality which again a lot of fans will like it it, it sounds great but from what I've seen especially Salisbury on Monday they looked knackered um, and they're going to Portugal today. They, they left to Portugal today and they're doing three sessions a day in Portugal and like 30 degree heat so um, wow. 
again, it's, it's great that they're, they're working so hard, but they could be knackered about Christmas time. Which yeah. that's a football manager classic, actually, isn't it? When yeah. You, when you yeah put them through the ringer in pre-season, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, his Berry squad last year struggled with injuries a lot, so I do, I do like what Flickoff's saying. I'm not, I've got no reason to doubt him at this stage, but I think it could be something to be wary of down and, the line. And and who's impressed you so far in in, in the games? Which individuals? Um, I like Dunham and Dermot just because he, he looks like someone who can something will happen when he's on the ball sort of thing and he's the winger yeah yeah, yeah and he's, he's signed he's the one trialer so far that they've, 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 right. had, they've actually signed okay. so um, we're stuck with Donald for at least a year anyway okay great um, what about um, Scott Twine he scored a great goal in, in it, was, it was it was from sort of 30-40 yards but it did the keeper could possibly could have got it from what I saw more 25 30. from what I saw it looked pretty unstoppable I've only, I've only had the action from like a sodding wet press box so right so, right um, but no he's a, he's a great goal and Flickoff was talking about Scott Twine for about five minutes after the game which was, was, was a long time right um, I, I, I don't think Scott will get much of an opportunity purely because um, as I said will there'll be a lot of pressure on young players to get promoted immediately and Scott hasn't got years of experience behind him but I think it would be better than play the old checker tra- trophy game or whatever and he looks a real prospect. So is there I'd... any chance that he could play out on the wing because that is an area that we because he's a quick player I saw yeah. the only thing game I saw of him was in the last game of the season against Charlton which you know not many players played well in that game but he had his chances he for a young man making his debut at 17 he looks pretty pretty interesting yeah he, he is pretty he's pretty speedy the, the thing is as well um, last night against Salisbury he played a 4-2-3-1 as opposed to 4-3-4-4-2 and Paul Mullen the strikers on the wing so he might be he might, he might try that with Twine or someone like that and uh, Jordan Young as well can play both up front and on the wing so uh, him and Jordan could get quite a few minutes on the wing as opposed to up front and how impressive was Connor Thomas against uh, Supermarine did he get a hat-trick in the end uh, Connor Thomas got one against um Marine and two against Melkshire. Two against Melkshire, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I'm not quite sold on the idea that Thomas is our next box to box midfield. Right, getting, okay. getting 15 odd goals in midfield. Yeah, field it seems, quite, yeah, yeah, it seems strange compared with last season. Yeah, he got one all year last yeah, season. But, yeah. um, <laughs> he has been sort of kind of the star of pre season since well, Connor Thomas has appeared out of nowhere, sort of thing. Um, like Luke Norris is looking a bit better and League Team might him, but Connor Thomas is the one that sort of looks like. Blimey, that's come out of nowhere. Right. Right. Um, so let's move on to the trialists that we know of. What happened with um, Hines and Slew? Because they were Hines was definitely talked about as being a definite signing. He played really well in, in the trialist games. Um, yeah, why wasn't he signed in the end? Um, Zavon, it came out yesterday that Zavon Hines, there's been, um, they, they tried to discuss terms, they couldn't quite reach an agreement. Flickoff didn't disclose what the thing was, whether it was actually salary or whether he wanted to leave one move or whatever. Um, Slew definitely they, they tried to sign but he's, he's gone to um, Mansfield because it's close to his house and he wanted more money so um, right. they signed against that um, Mansfield looked like our nemesis in this they, season they do. already Mansfield wasted absolutely no time in um, signing about 12 players in the yeah, month, yeah. Is, and pin- pinching our, our manager prospects or already having our manager prospects it depends on how you look into that it, it, it seemed to be that Evans wanted a new contract immediately so yeah yeah um, right, um, let's have another short break whilst I read my notes and then we'll come back after this. Okay, we're back again. Um, the bells have started, so um, I should probably say if, you, if it's too loud, this recording, we have tried our best to, to record in a place that's very, very quiet. 
Um, yeah, but we're sorry about that. Right, we're going to move on to um, some off-the-pitch stuff. Um, there was the other announcement that Clem Morfuni, who is the non-executive vice chairman of the club, um, has come on board. What, what, what does that say to you immediately when it was, when it was announced? Um, I, I don't think it sort of says anything massive at this moment. It's just sort of... It just seems to be like a sort of vague boardroom appointment that Sanger Yashar left and now we've got someone else in. There's no real sort of um, actual explanation of what this person will be doing or how official the role is, so it seems very vague at this stage. Does it say anything that he is the founder of Axis Group? Um, I think I've, they've, got, they've got a main sponsor on board that's now also doing an unofficial role at the club or whatever. So, should, Yeah, sorry. Um, does that... Do you think that, sorry, Axis Group, for, for people that don't know, are a, manu- a sort of uh, a building company? Yeah. To put it in, in layman's terms. Yeah. Uh, my layman's terms. Um, and he's talked about potentially re- re- uh, renovating the county ground. Do you think that's likely, with, especially with the trust who this podcast is for, <laughs> trying, to, trying to renovate it as well? Yeah, I think I think if we just any sort of renovation that has been done needs to be done well, and I think I think if they had sort of like any sense, they work with the trust to see if it actually works. I'm not just saying like I'm on this podcast, but um, I, I think it would be popular with the fans. <laughs> is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, buy everything in the trust. Um, <laughs> donate, uh, donate, <laughs> donate. Um, from what I've been to a few of the trusts or AGMs and they, they have spoken really well and the fans are really on board with it so I think to alienate that completely would be a stupid thing to do because there seems to be an actual movement behind it so if they, if they work well with the trust then that can only be a good thing okay. Ben we've got a we've got a fans question for you that I, I, just, I just said the one. we just had the one in the end. <laughs> I put a tweet out last night and said if anyone's got a, a question for for Ben Wills. The question hasn't come from me either, by the way. No, no, no it definitely is... hasn't. Are you secretly called Ian Rogers? Uh, no, I'm not. No, no. no? That, that, Are you sure? Is, is that the one question? Have you not, got, not... Have you not got a fake, fake account? No. Oh no. It's just me, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, so Ian Rogers wants to know: Has Tom Smith signed a new contract? Um, also, notice he's playing at left back. Is this cover for Hussey or a new position? Um, I seem to remember him playing left back at Millwall away last season. He, he got 45 minutes against Bradford, I think, as a, as a, right. as a sub. Right. Um, Tom Smith ha- has signed a new contract. He has. I, I, I was told this a while ago, and I said, don't say anything until the club have released it. Right. Um, but he's been in training, and he's been in pre-season games, yeah. Yeah. and it's past July the 1st when yeah. the contract's expired. Yeah. So, so he has. Tom, I don't know how long it is, but Tom Smith will be here. Um, as a, To the left-back thing... Um, he got a bit against Bradford and he's really good there. Um, surprisingly good. Um, and then he, he was used more of a sentiment at Waterford, and I think. Um, yeah, how did he get on at Waterford? From what I've seen, based on, again, YouTube scouting and, and match reports, he, he seemed quite well, and Jake Evans did well there as well. Right, right. Um, I think he, it, it could well be left back as his future because Flickoff just had a lot of centimetres. There are a lot of centimetres here as well, Iandolo, Starkey, yeah. Garland, yeah. etc. Yeah. Um, so I think left-back will be his future here and he could be the only one because Hussey will definitely be starting and Smith will be more than a capable backup by the looks of it. Right. right. Um, so this season, prediction, prediction. <laughs> is there going to be a potential promotion at the end of it? I, I really hope so. I mean, I'm not just saying that because 
You are a Swindon fan yourself. Yes, I am. Yeah, but the, the the aim minimum is whatever anyone will say is uh, either top three or, or playoffs. Is, is that potentially dangerous of them saying that? You know, if the, does that? I don't think it should be. Does it put I, pressure on Flitcroft to to deliver at top? He's he's been, he's been said it himself. So yeah. um, he he knows what he's supposed, supposed to be doing. There's a lot of obviously negativity hanging around with oh we might not be that good in the league, so that might be mid table. But I, I think really should, we should be aiming for that. The worry is, I'm still, I'm kind of looking forward to the season because it should be me reporting on more wins than I did last season. But there is there is a lot of hanging anxiety there that if this is like sort of the same sort of thing, it'll be just another horrible season, um, which which is quite scary. I can't really do another season of that. But um, I, I really do think they'll be alright and promotion should be achievable. Who do you see challenging us for those top? Top places because that that League Two does seem pretty unpredictable. You, you had teams like Exeter last year in the relegation zone. What were they seven points away from safety, and then they yeah. got into the playoffs? So it does seem quite an unpredictable league. Yeah, um, I'll give you a better prediction the day before the season. And sort of tra- more transfers done. Of course, but from, of course. from what I've seen so far in summer business and, and last season as well, Mansfield looked really strong. The silence they've made are great. Um, the budget's really high. Uh, Luton will always be sort of there or thereabouts. Um, so I think those two would be, be, be the main challenges, but I still back Swindon above those two. And the dread question, you know, we've got a couple of sort of weird derbies next season. You've got Yeovil, um, Newport, the European away day, <laughs> and we've also got Cheltenham and Forest. We've Green. got Cheltenham and Forest Green. Um, Cheltenham, obviously, one of the worst records. That's, you know, our bogey team. Everyone knows that. And then Forest Green, who I'm actually from Stroud. I oh, grew right, up in yeah. Stroud. So I've got a lot of stick from friends at the moment, but um, yeah, what, what, what do you, how do you see us getting on against against those teams? First of all, I'm counting absolutely none of them as derbies. They're not they're not derbies. Absolutely. They're just okay. sort of local clashes. I think yeah. it's the best I can yeah. describe. Um, and close. Yeah. Nice little trips down the road. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, good for the away fans anyway. Yeah. Just, you haven't got. To go to, well, there is Carlisle and Morecambe and places like that. So mm. it's, it's on the first day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Norwich, which is yeah. one of the worst draws I've it's, seen. It's yeah. pretty horrible the opening month. Actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, in terms of your actual question, um, Forest Green um, could be up there along with Mansfield um, and Luton. They're, they're all. You, you see them actually challenging? I think they could be, yeah. Mark Cooper's, what everyone said about Mark Cooper, I quite liked him as a, as a boss. And, yeah, yeah. And Forest Green have got a fairly healthy budget and they should do all right. Cheltenham will be the opposite end of the spectrum and Swindon, despite the bogey nature, I'm hoping they'll get six points there. Yeovil could do anything. They've been to the Championship and they almost, almost got relegated. Almost got relegated, really yeah, yeah. Um, I think, again, they'll be lower end of the spectrum. And Newport, a massive European away day. <laughs> uh, will hopefully be another six points, but their pitch is horrible, so I don't, I don't think... Yeah, that, um, yeah, it's a rugby ground as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, that should be quite tough, that one, despite them being rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm hoping for six points against Forest Green. That's the, that's the one I'm really hoping for. I can literally ride my bike to, to Forest Green. <laughs> Uh, right, thank you then, Ben. It's been, uh, it's been really nice, um, really nice to, to meet you and uh, to have a chat. Um, and hopefully, we can catch up in the future when we've got a couple of pre-seasons games sorted Definitely. at home. That we can sort of yes, they're, they're trying to arrange some home games. Hopefully, we'll have some, but um, it just saves me travel money anyway, so that'd be nice. Yeah, definitely. Right, thank you very much, Ben. See, see you again. Thanks for having me on.